Hey y'all, I'm Sid and I'm your host. Welcome to She Talks White, the authentic podcast infiltrated in black girl magic, love, and candidness. Here, we discuss and dissect microaggressions, touch on mental health, and tackle racial injustice. While each episode will discuss important topics, we'll also have some fun along the way. Indeed, we will. We will rave about great songs, books, shows, and other typical teen fads. I know you're prepared to absorb an abundance of insightful and empowering knowledge. That being said, let's dive on into today's episode. Hey, y'all. I love saying that. Um, yeah, so basically, by the title of today's episode, we definitely are going to be getting into a rather serious topic um a current event a very relevant one if i do say so myself i did mention in the last episode that um you know uh we have a lot of stuff to cover you know because a lot of things have happened since last december up until now and yeah we're really gonna jump right into it and by the title we will be talking about the Derek chauvin trial um you know, that was a very, 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 you know, crucial and significant trial. Um, a very unfortunate one to have. The fact that this even, like, we're, it, we're even, you know, are here to talk about this now. You know, George Floyd should be here, obviously. And there shouldn't even be a trial because he should be alive, you know? Um... And for those of you who don't know Derek Chauvin, which I believe it's pretty unlikely given um, the fact that if you've, you know, been remotely like near any type of news outlet or social media outlet um, from, you know, May 2020 up until like now, you've most likely have heard the name Derek Chauvin. And if not, you definitely have heard the name George Floyd. Um, because Derek Chauvin is the police officer who killed George Floyd back in May 2020. He was recorded um, in broad daylight, you know, suffocating George Floyd, having his knee on his neck for um, what we thought was seven minutes, but actually happened to be a little bit more than seven minutes. Um, and that was um, brought to light um, during the trial, unfortunately. So I just wanted to, um, you know, talk about the trial a bit because I've, I've heard a lot of, you know, people say different things about the trial. But one um, thing that I've heard the most um, people talk about is the fact that they think some new precedent now is going to be set um, in terms of like police brutality and how it's handled. And we're gonna get into that because I think I I have a a bit of a different perspective personally. But yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of groundwork to cover. So I kind of gave you guys, you know, a brief overview of Derek Chauvin and who he is, even though, like I said, you most likely have heard of him but for those of you who may have not heard of him somehow some way you know that's unfortunately who he is so um just a little rundown the Derek Chauvin trial began um March 8th and it ended 
in April on April 20th. Um, yeah, I definitely uh, was, you know, paying attention to the trial as it was happening. But I will admit that I really wasn't, like, watching it, like, actively while it was happening. I wasn't really on social media to you know look at the new updates like every you know second um whenever they would occur because to be honest guys you know um as a black girl you know kind of like reliving the events of you know last summer especially like during may um with all of like you know the black lives matter protests that was a very like polarizing time and you know that was just a time where I was quite literally, and I can speak for um, a bunch of other, you know, black teens and adults, but specifically black teens, because, you know, this is the, my, you know, my demographic. Um, we were seeing, you know, black violence, um, black death, um, brutality against black bodies on social media literally every day um and i know that like growing up this was kind of a thing that i would see often like you know via the news outlet but last summer that was like like i don't even know like it was od like it was a lot and honestly it was kind of traumatizing not kind of it was very traumatizing and it put me in a funk um because seeing that um it's real you know um, and it hurts. So I really, that's why um, I really tried last summer, even now, because people would still talk about it. News um, outlets would still report about it, you know, as they, you know, as they should, this stuff should be coverage, but it's, it's a lot. And it's really overwhelming, especially when it's like people that look like you and you know that this could potentially like something like this could happen to you or someone that you love or a friend of a family member like this is real stuff you know police brutality is very real um that's why i really tried to limit how much news i was consuming um because seeing that all the time you, you you just get desensitized to it and it just it doesn't put you in a good place mentally um even now i really try to still limit um the amount of news consumption that um i have because again it's not it's not pretty okay <laughs> yeah so I wasn't I I was taking in the trial in you know small amounts small increments because again being reminded of the events of last summer was a lot but um what I did sit in for like the, the moment of the trial that I did sit in for and I watched with my family was obviously the reading of the verdict, which I felt like lasted for an eternity to hear the verdict to be read. Like, oh my gosh, my parents and I, and I was on FaceTime with like um, my aunts and uncle, like we were literally holding our breaths. But, you know, the verdict came out, you know, in our favor because Derek Chauvin, you know, he was... Um, claimed guilty on all three counts and I believe um, second degree unintentional murder third degree murder and second degree manslaughter now um I personally was surprised because 
you know, it it's, again, I've seen this stuff happen for years and it's been happening, you know, police brutality has obviously been going on way longer than I've been alive. But from the time that I've been on earth to see police brutality, it's never, more times than not, it's never really worked out in the favor of, you know, the victim, AKA the black individual. It's always worked in the favor of the cops. Like I really can't count that many times where families of slain, um, who've been um, families of victims who've been slain by cops have seeked actual justice, you know? So this was like really something monumental for me. And I was just so happy to hear that he was, you know, found guilty on all three counts that he was. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I was still felt like I was still feeling a bit conflicted you know because at that point I'm like yay okay great he's guilty on all three counts now what's the sentence because um if he was given a sentence where he could definitely outlive it and you know then be back on the streets and you know being able to um have or another another taste of you know life the quality of life I, d I just didn't think that would be justice true justice you know because George Floyd doesn't get to have another taste of you know the quality of life you know he doesn't get to you know spend any more time with his daughter and I feel like if George Floyd was robbed of that so should Derek Chauvin but nonetheless, um, I truly was happy, though, when, you know, that verdict was read. Because, again, like I said, it's been a minute since true justice has been, like, served on, you know, that level, that degree, you know? And then the time came. On June 25th, it was announced that Derek Chauvin was sentenced to 22 and a half years. Now, like, while that is a lot of time, like two decades like two plus decades and he's I believe in his 40s I don't really know his exact age um that is a long time to be in prison but I still don't feel like that is enough you know a lot of people were also you know a bit mm, there are a few mixed emotions about you know the actual sentence because a lot of people felt like mm, he should deserve like a longer sentence life he deserves life that's what people say and honestly i agree um like i said before if george floyd does not get another chance he was robbed of having you know a great quality of life of seeing his daughter again being able to just live in this world that is a gift in itself that he was robbed from it was taken from him. So why should Derek Chauvin have the ability to possibly outlive his sentence and, you know, get back into the world again and, you know, get another taste of civilization? That just doesn't really sit right with me. It doesn't. I'm sorry. Um, actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry about that. See, that's another thing I'm kind of working on. I tend to say sorry a lot. But no, like that's, that is a true statement. I believe that wholeheartedly. He doesn't deserve it. Um, but 
you know, the sentence was given and it was more than what could have been given. We could have been robbed and by we, I mean the people. Um, the justice system could have failed us again. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 yes. <laughs> it is 22 and a half years. It is a long time, but I just feel like he deserves more. Um, you know, he literally killed a man in broad daylight, you know, kneeled on his neck for seven plus minutes. I believe it was actually nine minutes. I think they, um, admitted, uh, they revealed in the trial, but all I know is it's seven plus minutes. It wasn't just seven minutes. It was longer than that. And it's the fact that, again, this happened in broad daylight with people around, you know? Um, George Floyd kept saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And apparently that wasn't a sign for Derek Chauvin to get up. It's just a very unfortunate situation. Um, it's disgusting. Um, it still makes me upset. <laughs> I'm sure you guys can tell by the tone of my voice because, you know, it's, it's blasphemy. It really is. And I don't fully think justice was served fully in some way, sure, but not fully in the slightest, you know, like I said, his daughter will never be able to have another moment with her father again. She's going to have to, you know, live the rest of her life, you know, just looking at photos or reliving memories that she had, that she's had with him. It's not fair. And now, um, another thing that I've heard that I kind of want to address is when the verdict, um, came out for, you know, this trial, I just saw a lot of people talking about like, wow, yes, like this is definitely the turning point, um, you know, for police brutality, people will learn how this trial is going to set a precedent. Yes, this, that, and the third and I do have some mixed emotions about that because although I will say, like I said, the verdict for this Derek Chauvin trial did give me some hope because I feel as though this definitely was a step in the right direction. I just don't think I can confidently say that, you know, this will be an overall turning point, you know, to, um, you know, police brutality. Police brutality literally still occurs even after George Floyd's death, not even the trial, after George Floyd's death, police brutality was still occurring. Like there were still incidents. I told you literally last summer, almost every day I was seeing, you know, video recordings of some form of police brutality. And, you know, ever since the Black Lives Matter protest last summer, um, there were still, you know, videos and incidents in cases of police brutality. Even till now, there have been cases of police brutality. Um, stories, they don't have to necessarily be recorded. I, like, I've heard it and I still see it. So that's kind of why I'm still on the fence of just saying that this trial has set precedent in some sort. Again, I'll believe it when I see it. I feel as though, you know, as a country, we still have a long, long, long way to go. You know, not discrediting the fact that 
you know, this Derek Chauvin trial has, you know, definitely pushed us in a better direction. It's the fact that it shouldn't have even happened in the first place. This trial, like I said in the beginning, this trial shouldn't even have been a thing. Because something like this shouldn't even be happening. And another thing that I wanted to touch on, um, around the time of the verdict dropping, I saw quite a few posts of people saying things around the lines of, yes, um, remember that George Floyd, he gave up his life for, um, you know, justice and, you know, he's made history and all this and that, like that kind of rhetoric that George Floyd gave up his life for this noble cause, justice, freedom, all of that. And, um, I don't know. I just, that did not rub me the right way at all because no, that's not actually what happened. George Floyd didn't give up his life for, um, this noble cause of justice. No, his life was taken from him. Yeah, he was robbed. Like I said in the beginning, he was robbed of having life. He was robbed of receiving any quality of life, of, you know, living his life at all. Um, it was actually brutally taken from him in an agonizing way. He suffered. Um, he didn't die by his choice. He didn't, um, he didn't think to die on that day. He didn't plan on dying, um, on that day. And I know that the majority of the people who, you know, made posts similar to that effect probably meant that, like, in good faith. But I just found it kind of distasteful, given the context of this entire situation. Um, so I just implore people to be mindful of the language um, that they use, um, just in these types of situations. Because it's just, this whole situation just sucks. And it's still continuing. It's still happening. It's always been happening. There have been many George Floyds throughout history. History. And imagine um, how worse it was back then when we didn't have cell phones or any type of device to, you know, record it on. It was just word of mouth. And, you know, back then, um, I bet there are many stories that have gone unheard. And, un and unbelieved and it's just it's it makes me sick to, to think about to be honest um so yeah that's pretty much all I really had to say um I just implore you guys like I said you know just be cognizant of the language that you use and just in general um always just continue to educate yourself and for my um fellow black teens or just viewers listening to this you know take care of yourself um take care of your mentality all of it um last summer was a lot it was very suffocating to say the least and even now um 2021 hasn't been like any easier for anybody um with covid and all of this stuff so honestly just take care of yourself um be aware of what you consume, 
it's okay. Don't feel guilty about, you know, not being all up to date, like in the news all the time. Cause I, I went through that. I, I was feeling very guilty of not, you know, consuming the news like all the time and being as aware of all these like traumatic stories and police brutality and all these other incidents of injustice happening to POCs just because I just couldn't take it anymore. Because as a person who loves advocacy in all forms, you know, I love to just be aware, but you know, there's only so, there's only so much that you can take. So guys, just take care of yourselves. It's okay to, you know, unplug for months if you have to, like do what you have to do for your sanity. And yeah, that's all. But wait, on a brighter note, guys, you know, I, this can't be, you know, um, a She Talks White episode without some type of, you know, recommendation at the end. So, no, this is not a book recommendation. Instead, this is a song recommendation. Better yet, an album recommendation. Guys, I have been jamming non-stop to Mark Anthony's album, his title album, Mark Anthony. That's literally what it's called. That album uh, is not new at all. Um, This was made in the 90s. But guys, all the songs on there, fire. Like my dad, he recommended it to me. He told me that I would like it and I took his word for it and he was right. I love it. Like Mark Anthony, he can sing like I guess I've been sleeping on Mark Anthony because I haven't been, I've never like listened to his music like that, but I've been listening to this album like on repeat and uh, it's just so good. If y'all want like some elements of like R&B and some like cool pop Latin music, that's Mark Anthony's album for you. Title, Mark Anthony. Anyway, guys, I'm going to head out now. Um, If you've made it to the end of this episode, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so, 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 so much. I really appreciate it, guys. Um, Yeah, this was like a rather serious episode, but you know, we touch on current events here, guys, and you know, we're very candid, and we got a lot more. We have a lot more, because like I said, we have a lot of ground to cover, okay, okay. Anyways, until next time, bye guys.